0: hello and welcome to the show on yesterday's episode we explored issues in having the perfect sales process for your business it was part of a series of discussions that i had with a ladies business networking group over here in Abuja on the 22nd of june 2023 the name of the group is the branch is a branch and bond you can find them on instagram um And that's their handle basically it's everything put together no spaces in all small caps so brunch as in the meal between breakfast and lunch and not the symbol but the word a-n-d spelled out and then bond as in people coming together to form a bond b-o-n-d so brunch and bond you find them on instagram if you want to know some more about ladies business networking in abuja and maybe if they have plans for national expansion Maybe they might be coming uh, close to a city near you um, soon. So if you want some more uh, details about the group and about what we discussed, just check the prior episode after you're done listening to this one if this happens to be your first time of listening to the podcast. For today's episode, we're going to look at the second question that I tackled with the ladies and that was on ways of getting your staff excited to um, sell more. And um, for those of you who listened to the prior episode, you remember that three topics were discussed. The first one was having the, having the perfect sales process. <coughs> sorry, perfect sales process. <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Um, Kids down with the cold, you know, Abuja weather and all. So, it's making the rounds in my family right now. All right, so... Uh, the first question was um, having the perfect sales process in your business. The second question was on customer retention strategies. And uh, my co compare, my co host, my co presenter, uh, Coach Ojugo, oh, sorry, Oji Ugo, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, handled that. And then I handled the final question on um, ways to get your staff excited to sell more. So we're going to look at the uh, second question that I tackled today. I'll make a summary about Coach Ojugo's bit, uh, maybe tomorrow or um, the day after. When I'm done with this, I'll have a look at the question sheet that I drew up during the meeting, and I'll see what else uh, we haven't tackled. So, for those of you who are used to um, how I handle things on the podcast, I don't give yes, no, or one solution answers. I like to break things down to smaller subsets, smaller questions. Because it's only when we understand the minutiae, the small stuff, and how everything works together that we can come up with a cohesive strategy for tackling our sales problems. So, the smaller questions that we broke things down um, into on the day were, number one, should you outsource your sales and marketing functions in the business? Number two, does it matter the personality trait or style of your employees? We have to consider these two before we get to uh, the final question which is the meat of the question how do you help your employees sell better <clears throat> And in that final uh, question we explored ideas around sales enablement <clears throat> and i'll explain what uh, sales enablement is towards the end of the episode and we'll now go through we'll now try and break down um, the smaller questions that i broke things um, into so the first question: Should you outsource your sales and marketing functions? The answer is a resounding yes, because business and sales and marketing are team sports. So you need a team for the best results. You're not going to be able to build um, <clears throat> everything by yourself. Of course, in uh, social media and in business press, we like to uh, promote this—you uh, uh, know—this myth of the solopreneur. Uh, you don't like um, Facebook, you know, you make it look as if yeah, everything is Zuckerberg. And yes, Zuckerberg, a great deal because the idea was his. But then if you read the books and you watch the movies, you get the sense that, well, yeah, he was the driver, but there kind of was an ecosystem around him at the time. There was somebody who was particularly good at setting up meetings with investors and things like that. So, yes, Zuckerberg, um, the man that is um, celebrated and uh, with the genius idea, but there was an ecosystem around him as well that was important to getting things off the ground. So it's the same with our own businesses. We're going to have to outsource our sales and marketing functions if we want to get things off the ground. We need a team for the best results. And if you have goals of building a business with viable systems, because some people are okay with being, uh, what's the term, lifestyle entrepreneurs, you know, like the wedding photographer is just him. He's happy with the money. He's happy doing things alone. Maybe once in a while, he will call in his brother, call his um, best friend to help out with video or something else. But there are some folks who are happy with that, or the person who is doing her seamstress or fashion business out of her house, and she's happy that it's just her and maybe one tailor building everything around their lifestyle. So, lifestyle businesses, it's not a problem. But for those of you who want to build something big, let's say you have Dangote Ambition, Zuckerberg Ambitions, or maybe you attended um, Abuja Chamber of Commerce or Lagos Chamber of Commerce, and you saw other people who have impressive businesses, you want to build something like that, then... You're not going to have viable systems around you unless you have a team of people to handle all the business functions, the sales and the marketing functions, the product fulfillment functions, you know, making sure that goods and services get to people on time, the customer success functions, the customer service functions, and blah, blah, blah. If any of these terms are um, strange to you because it's your first time of listening to the show, uh, Sales and Marketing product fulfillment, customer success, customer service. After you're done listening to this episode, use whatever podcast player that you're listening to this podcast on. Search within the podcast and you'll find episodes over, um, episodes from the over 630 episodes that I've done so far uh, where you'll find, um, where I've made specific episodes that explain some of these things. You're going to be in more detail and then you're going to be able to get um, caught up. So now that we know that it's a good idea to outsource your sales and marketing functions, The question now becomes, when should you outsource your sales and your marketing? You should only do this after you have become a master in your customers and only after you've created a custom sales process for your business that ties in directly or that maps directly onto the customers and clients that you already have. Let me repeat, when should you outsource? After you've achieved two things. Number one, you need to become a master of your customers. You need to know them. My typical customer is somebody between the age of this and this who lives in Abuja or in Enugu or in this place or that place, who is interested in this and that. They typically like this. They typically hate that. Uh, They want things delivered this way. They don't like things delivered that way. You know, blah, blah, blah. We need to have a granular idea of who our customers are. In the early days of starting the business, this is possible. It's desirable and it's something that we actually should strive towards because it's all the intel that we get from these early customers in the early days that are going to make it possible for us to scale, you know, to larger customer segments um, later on. So in the beginning, you need to become a master of your customers. You need to know them quite intimately, which is why I keep on harping on and on about uh, using the phone in business, because it's the phone in the early days that's going to give you the uh, direct access to these customers and uh, what they like, the way they think, you know, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, me and my telephone um, hang up, that's something we can discuss in future episodes. So uh, we do that and then we create a custom sales process because every business needs to have a uh, I think management people call it an SOP, Standard Operating Procedure. You need to have a standard operating procedure that you can show to your your employees to say these are the people that we're targeting. We're looking for women between the ages of this and this who live in this part of the city and are interested in that and that. Anybody who exceeds this age, this interest, this demographic, this psychographic, ignore the person. When we find them on Instagram, this is how we start the conversation. If it is by email, this is how we build the relationship. If it's by phone call, this is how we set up the meeting. Um, This is how we move the relationship forward. This is how we close the deal. This is how we do our deliveries. This is how we do the customer service process to make sure that everybody's happy, blah, blah, blah. You need to have mapped all of these things out. Now, why should you wait until you have achieved all these things before you outsource um, to your employers? It's because until you do this, everyone that you get you delegate to is going to be freestyling and they're going to be using their own ideas about how to sell effectively. It's going to lack brand consistency, which is not pretty good. And I could tell from the ladies that I was hanging out with Brunch and Bond that they're real serious about their brands because I noticed a sort of consistency. You see the way the ladies put together. You see the way she talks. You check her Instagram and you're like, okay, I see. those people, um, they may not be... uh what would I say, well-trained in an academic sense. Maybe none of them went to school to learn black uh, branding and stuff like that. But they have an intuitive sense of what works. And I could tell that ladies of Brunch and Bond, for them, brand consistency, uh, brand positioning um, is uh, really important for them. So if you're sending people out who are freestyling, it's going to lack brand consistency. They're not going to look like you. They're not going to sound like you. They're not going to sound like the business that you want to build and the business you want to project. Apart from that, it's not something you can scale effectively. If people are going around on freestyling, you can't scale that. Scaling is just replicating. Um, let's say Tyo is really good at sales. You want to be able to take Tyo's skill. Let's say Tyre's is your employee. Tyo, or, um, let's say, Kevin. You want to be able to take Tyre's skill or Kevin's skill and pass it along to other salespeople. And if Tyo and Kelvin, and Kevin or Kelvin, I hear there are two separate names, If they are freestyling, you can't really tell everybody, go forth and freestyle like Tyre. That's not going to work. But if you have worked out a system and you can say, "Um, this is what we have been able to um, tease out from our top salespeople, this is the process, blah, 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 then you can scale that because you can call five new um, employees and tell them, everybody, sit down Monday to Friday, we're going to do sales training. Monday, you teach them about who the customer is. Tuesday, you teach them about how to approach them. Wednesday, you teach them about how to build a relationship. You know, Thursday, blah, blah, blah. You get the whole idea. That you can scale because now your business is not tied to how well Tyo behaves or how well Kevin behaves, but you've been able to pass along that knowledge to 5, 10, 15, 20 other um, business people, and then the business grows. You don't believe me? You listen to two episodes back where I... Um, tried to distinguish between how to build um, how to build uh, businesses in the beauty space. Yeah, I think it was the beauty space. Yeah, beauty, what's it called? Skincare, beauty and skincare. And use the example of uh, Stephanie, who was part of the cohort of uh, Brunch and Bond, and Mary Kay. So for Mary Kay, it's a billion-dollar company, and that's their thing. All their sales representatives look posh, look put together, sound professional. I mean, when I came across them, While I lived and worked in uh, Scotland, in the UK, I was really impressed because those ladies are um, a formidable bunch. So that is scaling towards a billion dollar company because there's a template that you can teach all the employees and all the salespeople. Now, this is how we dress. This is how we talk. This is who we see. This is how we build the relationship. This is how we close the deal. This is how we fulfill. This is how we make sure everybody is happy. This is how we get them to come back for repeat business. And uh, this is how we ask for referrals and on and on. So if you do not, if you haven't figured out these two things, becoming a master and your customers, and then coming up with a custom sales process, then you're not going to be able to delegate um effectively. So apart from that, if you don't figure out these things, um, uh, the biggest problem that I found in practice, well, anyway, at least in the wedding space, when you get people selling for you, is people who sell for you will end up making promises that you can't keep, and man, that really hurts. When your friend thinks he's doing you a favor, and he's like, "Oh yeah, 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 you can do that," and your friend talks up the bride, talks up the groom, promises them the moon and everything, and it's not something you can do. It's not something you can deliver. If you don't work out these issues, come up with a sales process, make sure that you teach and delegate it to everyone, people are going to end up making promises that you can't keep. And that causes a lot of problems because you collected money, you spent the money, you paid school fees or you paid um, other vendors, and then the bride and groom show up with promises that you are not aware of and that you can't fulfill. So that's also another reason why we have to wait until we sort out these things before we start employing or outsourcing to our employees or to our social media manager or to whoever. So are most of you ready to have your salespeople, to have your younger sister, your husband, your wife, your employees, your best friend, your house girl, your whoever selling for you? Because at some point or another, we're going to have these categories of people selling for us. So are you ready to have these people selling for you? For most of us, the answer is no, because what you're going to end up doing is you're going to give them a motivational speech. This is why I trust you. Uh, You're my husband, support my hustle. You're my wife, you're the wind beneath my wings. You send her some YouTube videos and then you tell her, go sell. That is not going to work because it's not sustainable over the months and years required to build the business. So you have the conversation with your wife today, you're the wing beneath my wings, you're my only sugar in the coffee, blah blah blah, your support means the whole world to me, you send out YouTube videos, Brian Tracy, or I'll go sell, she might do it January, and maybe part of February, but then by March she's tired, and it's the same the other way round. you know, you jazz up your husband, you get him. Uh, vibrating, ah, he wants to sell for you, you know, this, this, that, 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 plenty of ginger. Yeah, he might sell January, February, March, it's a little slow and, you know, it's not going to be sustainable. And we need things to be sustainable for months and years to build the business. Now, does it matter the personality traits of your employees? The answer is no. Personality doesn't matter because we have some research. Unfortunately, it's mostly focused on North America and Western Europe. But my guess is that these insights are probably universal. But just to let you guys know, yes, the research isn't universal. It's just North America, Western Europe. I guess it's because they have more of a data culture than, at least than Nigeria, this part of the world. So research has shown that all personality types can sell. And, but the research also showed something, that some personality types have some propensities. They have some leanings. They have some things that they do naturally. For instance, extroverts, naturally expressive. They're good at talking, and they're good at communicating value. In sales, we call communicating, uh, there's something we say, communicating value. And basically, that's just giving you reasons why you should buy. So extroverts, those are the people who say, ah, my sister, you need to buy this jean because this jean is the latest in Italy, blah, blah, blah. It's low hip, it's low waist. See the way the thing, uh, this thing will, will, will grab your hips very well, as in your guy is going to trip for you. Uh, oh, this is the reason why you should buy this camera, it's the latest in town, this laptop is the latest in town, it does this, this pixels. blah, 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 blah. Those people, extroverts, you can see, they're very good at communicating value. They're telling you, this is the reason why you should buy. <clears throat> so that's what the research has shown. Now, the research has shown that introverts, people who are the opposite, reserved individuals, are good. are good at understanding value. That is, being quiet listening to people and figuring out what people are really thinking and figuring out what's important to them. That is really, really, really important. Uh, Communicating value and understanding value. That is the proper way to look at it. So the lens that we should be looking at is not people's personality types. Whether they're introverted or extroverted, whether they are drivers or chargers or influencers or... uh, what are those terms? Well, there are different personality things that are out there. Whether they're phlegmatic or polemic uh, uh, or they're Pisces or Tarsus or whatever, Gemini, all that does not matter. So stop looking at their personality types. We should be looking at and trying to get a sense of and trying to understand who is good at understanding value and who is good at communicating value and then getting people to work on beefing up the other side, that doesn't seem to be that natural tendency. This is the reason why it's important. As a wedding photographer, back in my wedding photography days, started off in Lagos, moved to Abuja after the um, after my wife and I got married. Uh, my wife and I got married to each other. Let me clarify, in case I said it wrong. So, um, yeah. So this experience that I had, wedding caterer, talking to a couple. I was there. Sorry, not a couple. The couple's parents. And the mom was talking about stuff, you know, abacha, and uba, blah, 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 you know, Igbo traditional cuisine, um, basically. But this young lady, the wedding caterer, was real nice, real posh, and had an exquisite sense of what um, wedding, a sophisticated sense, let me put it that way, of what wedding cuisine um, should be. Now, because she was an extrovert, she wouldn't stop talking to see clearly that Momsi was not interested, the mother of the bride. Uh, folks like me, who are much more on the reserve side, you could see that, man, this is a train wreck. Like all these things, you're talking about this and this and multiple servings and slides and all that, like <laughs> Mumsy isn't feeling this. The bride, yes, was kind of sophisticated, but the thing is the bride is not paying for the wedding. It's Mumsy and Popsy who are paying for the wedding. And Mumsy and Popsy, they're not feeling this side and starter and everything because they're asking questions about uh, abacha. And I think abacha is, um, I think it's like cassava. You cut it up, you string it, you dry it and you serve it in some um, local salads. I think some people call it African salad or something like that. Like My wife really loves uh, that stuff. Her mom is Igbo, so my wife is into all these things. So, an extrovert won't stop talking to see that mom is not interested. An introvert, after a while, will be able to see the signs that, ah, all these things that I'm saying, is like mom is not feeling this thing, or popsy is not feeling this thing. But this is the problem. The extrovert is not listening and he's saying, do this, get this cuisine, buy this, buy this, buy this. The introvert, on the other hand, sees that momsy and popsy is not feeling this, but the introvert does not have the courage to say, okay, mummy, daddy, if I understand you correctly, what you're feeling is ABC and XYZ, Abby, and mommy will say, uh-huh, correct, my dear, that is exactly what we want. This is going to be a high-class Igbo wedding. Now, the extrovert, the introvert doesn't have the courage to be able to summarize and then say, okay, mommy, if it's like that, then the next step is you need to pay a deposit in the amount of this, 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 and that, 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 and we can make this happen. Introverts find that hard to do. Extroverts find it really um, easy to do. So that is the right way we should be looking at this. For those people who are good at understanding value, we need to be able to tell them, hey, uche, this is the part of the conversation when you say, oh, uh, uh, madam, um, do I understand this and this and this correctly? Okay. If I understand this correctly, the next step is one, two, three, so that we can achieve four, five, six. And before we can do that, you have to pay us uh three hundred k or five hundred k or one point five or whatever it is. And you will be able to tell the extrovert, hey Shagun, uh, uh, Yemisi, this is the part where you're supposed to calm down, be calming down, listen to what Momsey is saying, listen to what Popsey is saying, listen to what the client is saying. Let's try and figure out what it is that they are interested in. Before now saying bye, 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 bye. Yes, we'll get to the bye bit, but let's know what it is they want before we say bye, 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 and bye now. So, instead of trying to get your employees to change their personality and their behavior, um, we should just get the outgoing ones to work on their listening skills. But they should still remain bubbly and friendly. Let them not try to be. Um, the person who is a sophisticated night should not pretend to be a Maria Maka because. Um, Inauthenticity authenticity, in sorry, another tongue twister, kills the sales process, and the person who is a quiet Reverend Father Pious should not pretend to be a uh, a boy out on the town because, well, first of all, you can't maintain that thing. If you're a low energy dude, you know, Reverend Father Pious, you really can't pretend to be uh, Casanova and that whole whatever. It's not going to work. You can't keep it up all the time. And it's going to be inauthentic. And I'll be like, ah, don't mind this guy. He's a Jew boy. He's just fake. And those things do not help the sales process. So get the bubbly ones to be calming down. Let them listen. Let the quiet ones, let them be more assertive. Guide the conversation towards the sale. Research also shows some interesting uh, group of people who some folks like to call ambiverts. Those are people who are situationally extroverted or introverted. So that means... Depending on where they are, what they're doing, who they're talking to, what they have to do, the demands of the job, they might seem to be extroverted or they might seem to be introverted. For instance, Oprah, she's famous for liking her space. Where you put the camera, she turns on, she does her thing. Beyonce, very private individual, likes her space. But on her Instagram, you see her doing thirst trap all the time. You know, the flashy photos, showing lots of skin, performing on the shows. But then when the lights are off, She just wants to be by herself with her kids and her hobby. And it's the same with me. I spend most of my time alone. I only talk when I need to. But when it comes to addressing a room full of people, dozens of people, hundreds of people, I have absolutely no problem with that. Even if I've had no time to prepare, even if I haven't gotten a presentation, I have no problem. Because all I need to do is a small sheet of paper. I just write down the questions that I'm going to answer during the presentation. I want to answer these questions. One, two, three. And then I get on stage, or I sit before the people, and then we start talking. So, how do you help your employees to sell uh, better? The final question. There are sales theories around a discipline that is called sales enablement. And the focus of sales enablement is, number one, training. Before people sell better for you, uh, you have to get them trained up. We spent a lot of time talking about why the training is important. Number two, the resources. If they're going to go out and sell, we need to make sure that they have the right um, scripts, the right presentation, the right PDF, uh, let's see, what else? Uh, transport money, call credit, um, computers if necessary, um, or whatever it is. Whatever resources that they may need, want to make sure that we have it. Then sales enablement is also concerned with compensation and incentives because that's really important. The people who are our employees are never, and I repeat, they're never going to care about our businesses more than we do. Because we are the ones who are taking home 80% of the profit or whatever, and we're giving them chicken change. They're never going to be as concerned as we are. So we have to make sure that compensation is aligned. And what some people say say hey, Chukudi, if you go out and you bring in 20 customers, the money from the first, uh, the profit from the first uh, five customers that you bring, that is yours. Keep the whole profit. The rest comes to the company. And then, you know, some other incentives. Uh, at the end of the year, uh, uh, Kelechi, she sold, she she sold, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, where was that? Uh, so so Kelechi, she sold more than everybody else in the company. And so this year, we're going to give her a keke uh, or we're going to buy her a brand new car, or we're going to pay uh, for um holiday with her and her husband and kids at Hilton Hotel, one night during Christmas, or whatever. But you get the idea. They're never going to care about our business as much as we do, so we have to make sure that compensation and incentives are properly aligned. That's for those who have sales and selling functions. So you might not have to compensate the secretary this way or the cleaner this way. But the people who are hitting the streets and talking to people, talking to strangers, might have to be compensated in that way. Who knows? Maybe your social media team might have to be compensated in that way. But anyway, these are conversations that we can figure out when we're having this um, session with your company and trying to um, figure out what's best for your own unique business. Then sales enablement is also concerned about hiring individuals, the right individuals for the job. The right individual has nothing to do with the person's personality, but rather it has to do with the person's attitude. If the person is coachable and willing to learn or to adopt a different way of thinking, because sales requires a different way of thinking, then the person is going to be a good salesperson. If you get somebody who already thinks that they know everything, then you're in trouble because you will tell the person, Sissy, uh, Bobo, This is who we talk to. This is how we sell. This is how we build the relationship. And the moment you hand them over the phone to handle your social media or the moment you leave the shop, they're going to sell whoever they think is the right person, whichever way that they think it is and it's going to be an absolute mess. So the right individual has nothing to do with their personality. It's someone who is coachable, someone who is willing to learn and adopt a different way of thinking because sales requires a different way of thinking. Before I started taking sales seriously, I thought sales was about being smooth and being able to talk, and I've realized that it's about being able to listen and try and figure out. It's only when you figure out and you know what it is that you can key in and then drive the sale. So, do you love what you've heard so far? Would you like daily access to me to ask me any questions related to how you sell in your business? Do you want to help with building relationships with your customers or other business stakeholders? I'm going to be relaunching my paid WhatsApp community in a few days. The investment that is required is only 5,000 Naira monthly, Naira, Nigeria Naira, and you get to ask me anything and I'll give you answers and assignments to move your business forward. If you're interested, hit me up on social media and DM me interested in the inbox and let's get the conversation going so we can see how we can sign you up. So that's all for today. Remember, you can subscribe for free, you don't pay a thing. The name of this show is Sales for the Nigerian Business Person Podcast. It's available and confirmed on Spotify, Google, Apple iTunes, Pocket Cast, overcast remember connect with me on the socials connect with me on linkedin i spend all my time on linkedin these days or whatever social media um app you have of choice if you're searching for me the name to search for is tavishima ayede the correct spelling as long as uh sorry the correct spelling um not as long as as well as uh, my profile picture and my email address are uh, in the uh, podcast profile in whichever player that you're listening to. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, just hit a step back. You see my uh, picture over there, and uh, you see the, the correct spelling of my name underneath and uh, the email address. So hit me up if you're interested, and let's see how we can make this happen. So thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording. Since we've done two questions, I think uh, tomorrow, I'll go into some uh, side gist that we had with some of the ladies that I think I'd like to share with you all. Then after that, we'll move on to Coach Jugo's part of the uh, presentation. And then I'll go back to the old questions that we were addressing before we had the uh, Brunch and Bond session on June the 22nd. Oh yeah, please remember, check these ladies out on WhatsApp. It's Brunch, sorry, not WhatsApp, um, Instagram. It's uh, Brunch and Bond. You'll be glad you did, especially if you're a female in you know, Abuja, a business person, professional woman, and you're looking for like-minded minds to hang out with. So thanks for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next episode.